counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard. Hey, welcome to Lambo Leap Podcast. It's Dane and Wags here, and Wags. Dude, we were pretty active in free agency so far, huh? Yeah, it's been quite a week, and uh, I wish we could have uh, gotten together and talked some pack a little bit sooner, but... Uh, We've been uh, too busy celebrating? Yeah, <laughs> uh, amazingly, you know, um, it's it's one of those things where it all happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think we, you know, just we're forecasting on our schedule. All right. Um, we'll see how the week goes. And then all of a sudden, all the guys are basically signed in one day, uh, aside from a couple, you know, uh, deals that were made later in the week. Um, but yeah, it's been a, a, a amazing week. Um, really exciting. And, uh, I can tell by all of the, uh, um, active responses and, and, uh, how active social media has been that, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, uh, you fellow Packer fans out there are excited about what's happening too yeah for sure i mean and thank you everybody for for following us and doing this i mean we just keep seeing our social media growing but uh we just have to touch on some of these signings let's just talk let's dive right into it uh wags we talked about a lot of the names that we ended up signing in previous podcasts on they're on our wish list i'll tell you what i was really hopeful we would sign a linebacker to rush the rush the passer the fact that we signed two premium linebackers on the second day of free agency, were you just shocked as shocked as I was? For sure. And I was the one that was starting to think that they may not invest as heavily in the edge rusher position. I, after that first day, I was just thinking, well, I, I think we're... We're probably going to see kind of what my plan was. I, I, I didn't necessarily think that they would sign the exact guys we talked about. But, uh, Dane, yeah, you particularly, both Smiths, you were definitely very high on, and, mm-hmm. and I was too. But um, to, get, to get both of them <laughs> was the surprise. I, I was certainly hopeful mm-hmm. that we would at least get one of these guys, but, but that was fantastic. I, I am very, very pleased. Both guys are uh, entering their prime this is their second contract uh, and same thing for Amos too um, and I think that's really key uh, one of the things that clearly was important to uh, uh, the organization was to get younger and to get uh, players that have proven that they can stay healthy mm-hmm. um, and that's definitely what they did in in all of these moves yeah for sure and so the guys we signed let's go through the list Zadarius Smith He's a Baltimore Ravens edge. Uh, we, we also signed Preston Smith uh, from Washington, another pass rusher for us. Adrian Amos uh, from the Chicago Bears, who I am incredibly excited about for a number of reasons. And then we also went to the offensive side of the ball. And probably the biggest surprise out of these, um, that for me, maybe not from a need standpoint, but he doesn't stick out as much, and the contract's a little large, was Billy Turner, offensive lineman, formerly of the the of the Broncos. Let's touch on Zadarius Smith first. Um, he's a guy who 
reminds me, I think he's going to play a similar role to Julius Peppers a little bit, uh, which, I mean, anytime you put somebody in the same class as Julius Peppers or even mention that name in Green Bay, you understand the expectations that are going to come with that. But Zadarius comes uh, with, with a pedigree from rushing the passer. He can play up. He can rush from the inside. He can create plays. I mean, he's exactly what we need. Exactly. He's long. Um, he's tall. He's, you know, um, he, he, I, I know some fans think that, okay, here's a guy uh, that maybe just started to come into his own a little bit last year, wasn't necessarily a full-time starter, um, but uh, uh, he's been very productive, and he's improved every year, um, and, and to be honest with you, he had a, a couple of guys in Baltimore um, that were in front of him, um, and he's so he's, uh, uh, to your point, mm-hmm. he has that pedigree. Um, I think he he definitely showed that he can play in this league, um, and I think it's going to be exciting to get a guy that has improved year after year, um, and uh, he was a, a top 20 free agent pretty much across definitely. the board for a reason. Um, not to get into the logistics, but all four of these signings did not cost a lot of money against the cap this season and that's why we saw them uh, straight up cut Nick Perry mm-hmm. and eat the whole dead money uh, in in this season instead of spreading it out across a couple of seasons by by designating him as a post June first cut. So um, not only are we getting uh, some some really productive guys that are young and just entering their prime and and showing that they're getting better and Zadarius Smith I definitely think is that guy. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Heck, if Kyler Fackrell, I know we beat this to death, <laughs> could get 10.5 sacks on 11.5 quarterback pressures, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm really excited to see For what sure. Coach Patton is able to do with Zadarius Smith next season. For sure. And let's go to the next Smith. Preston Smith from Washington, another guy that's not afraid to hit the quarterback, something that we've sorely been missing recent years in Green Bay. And... I think one of the most impressive figures that I've seen in Preston is he's played 64 NFL games. He started and he's never missed one of them. That's amazing. Uh, but and, and, and let's not cut him short. This guy's a talented player. Yes. I know that his sack numbers weren't very high, but quarterback pressures are uh, really up there. Um, you know, so here's a guy. He's a big physical player. Mm-hmm. Um, both. Uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, clearly bigger players yes. than than what we had in Perry and Clay Matthews. Love those guys, but um, you know this is a different. I mean, they're going to bring a different physicality, I think, mm-hmm. to the edge, um, and, and that's that's huge with the talent that we have up the middle. Uh, I, I, my Daniels oh, my and Kenny. And, yeah. Oh my and, gosh. So Preston Smith is a talented player. Um, he's had some pretty good games against the Packers, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I remember back in the 2015 playoffs when we played the Redskins um, he was getting after Aaron Rodgers a little bit and disrupting him uh, early in that game um, so uh, this is a guy that yeah you're right but it can't be understated or undervalued the fact that he can be relied upon now you never know what can happen anyone mm-hmm. can get hurt anytime but 
this is a guy that you can rely on, or you should be. He's proven that he can. Uh, uh, he's reliable, and he's going to be out on the field every week. Definitely. Um, so not only is he talented, but uh, when you have Nick Perry and Clay Matthews missing games every other week or half the season, um, we didn't pay those guys to miss all those games either. No, and I, I think that these two Smiths here, they're both, uh, what, 26 years old currently. So we're signing guys. These are a little different free agent signings than maybe the uh, uh, Bennett signing at tight end and even the Jimmy Graham signing, some of the others that we've seen in recent years in the sense that I really think that Goody – and and his team see these guys as still having some ceiling to hit. And that says a lot. And I really think these Smiths are going to be feeding off each other, coming at them. Petten is going to be creative and find ways to make this defense incredibly differ, uh, difficult to scheme against and have these two big guys in the quarterback's face. Absolutely. And I've heard, uh, going back to the money, that some fans are a little bit concerned that these contracts are kicking the can down the road a little bit. Um, that, you know, if they're backloaded with some of the dead money, that might be a on the cap um but they're all front loaded mm-hmm. um they're they're paying these guys a lot of cash in year one uh with the guaranteed money and um if if they're productive and they do improve like you said with some of the ceiling and the potential that they have they will be well worth the money that they're paying them mm-hmm. in year three and year four and, and if they're not then we'll just move on, and it's not going to cost the Packers a, a heck of a lot to do that. So um, I thought that these these contracts were structured brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ Ball, man. Yeah. So I mean, they'll 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 cost a little bit more. There's no doubt about it. They're going to cost a little bit more in year three and year four. But if they're if they show that improvement and start to hit that ceiling, like you said, uh, they will be worth every penny uh, and they will keep them and gladly pay out these contracts. Definitely. Definitely. And I can't believe it. We're talking about these two studs and I, they're not even my favorite signings. (laughs) Uh, Adrian Amos. I am, I am over the moon excited with the idea that we have this safety. We talked a lot about safety and and him in particular. Exactly. And I am just, the biggest shock is that the market really just rebounded after last year. Mm -hmm. And I think he might have been the most valuable signing of any team and uh, has made in free agency. Quite honestly, when you look at uh, you know Honey Badger at 14 million a year, yeah. I mean that contract that Landon Collins got Crazy. was just ridiculous. Crazy. Um, Six-year contract? Are you kidding me? And and I get it. I mean he could be cut after two or three years, I suppose. But uh, to get Amos for nine, mm-hmm. ten million a year, essentially for the life of that four-year contract, um, and he's young. Younger. He brings, uh, he can hit. He's he brings yeah. some physicality to that secondary group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he covers in some space. He, no, you're always gonna get beat in the secondary. Everyone gets beat. I don't care how good you are. I mean, I'm really impressed with his tape. Um, and uh, I, I, my goodness, I I am very excited. I I'm I'm almost pinching myself that he's the guy that we wanted and he's the guy that we got. That's right. He he's one of those guys that's on the back end who his role is going to be to make everybody look just a little bit better. He 
is always in the right position at the right time. He knows where other guys are supposed to be. He's going to allow for other defensive backs, uh, these younger DBs, to be able to take some chances. He's active. He can play in the box a little bit. He can cover a little bit. He can do everything that we're going to be asking for him. And I really think he is the prototypical safety for what the Green Bay Packers are doing. And I think that's important to note is that he does what Petten needs him to do. And I think that he is going to be unbelievably important to turning it around. And I'm going to be bold. I am a huge Nick Collins fan. The Green Bay Packers defense was never the same after Nick Collins had that devastating career-ending injury. And I would say that this is quite possibly the biggest addition this defense has had since Nick Collins broke out um, uh, as a second-round pick in Green Bay. Wow, that would be fantastic if we're able to get that. And, I mean, uh, again, this is a guy that can cover, and he can come up and hit. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just salivating with some of the tape that I've been seeing out of him, um, and he's excited to be a Packer, too. So, yeah, uh, welcome aboard, Adrian. We, we love to have you on board. So, um, and, and not to – I mean, he unlocks a lot of things. Now we have some options. I would – surprised if we don't invest in a safety at some point in the draft not Mm -hmm. necessarily a high pick I mean maybe they do I I I don't know we'll see what happens but at the same time we still have Tremont I do think that he is most likely you know you've got one more year of him Mm -hmm. um and he's nearing the end but he's a guy that he can't run I don't think with most receivers in the league anymore but if he's kind of your deep cover guy i think we could do a lot worse oh my gosh, um and, and for for what Tremont did to switch in the middle of the season last year i mean he did a heck of a job so i think with an off season and and really being able to get in a position to you know work with some of these other guys in the secondary group i, I really expect that he'll get more comfortable and and i think he can do a, just a fine job uh, covering the back end of the field so um I, I think amos just i mean he can really make everything just kind of unlock in that mm-hmm. secondary we've got so much young talent on the edge in the cornerback group it just makes a world of a difference when you just you know that you can trust the guys on the back side of that secondary and we haven't been able to do that in the last few years i don't think so i i uh, concur a hundred percent and speaking of Tremon and amos our producer schmitty pointed out something I thought was pretty interesting and that's that uh, Amos is going to be wearing number 31 in, in Green Bay so all you Packer fans that want to go out and get that custom jersey he'll be wearing number 31 uh, but he wore 38 in Chicago. Or just you know modify your old Al Harris jersey. That works too. I mean I mean that's what we do right? You know it's just, just <laughs> <laughs> we'll repurpose it right? Exactly yep. So but what, what does that tell you if he's wearing 31 I I mean, to me, that means that there's been some rumblings that Tremont could be a cut candidate, but I really don't see that happening. I think that Tremont is going to be in Green Bay next year. I agree. Um, I know that I mentioned that he could be a cut candidate, and who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah, sure. I don't think it's unrealistic that they restructure him and they do something like give him a million and a half, two million, 
and uh, he takes a little bit less money this year and he has a quote-unquote two-year deal that's really a one-year deal Mm -hmm. because the reality is is Tremont if he gets cut by the Packers he's not getting six million from another team Mm -hmm. so I I love Tremont we love Tremont but You know, so we'll see what happens. I think that's a possibility. Um, we've got about 13 million or so in mm-hmm. cap space here, so um, and that's without signing free agents. Exactly right? yeah. from the draft, or that'll the take draft, about four me. and a half to five million. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got. I, I I think not to jump around too much. I think we've got a standing offer out to Clay. Just reading between the lines, it um, feels like that. It right? does feel like yeah. it. I you know that secondary market it's slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so. that might even take a while that could be after the draft before some of these guys Mm -hmm. start signing way so yeah i think i definitely feel that um uh, we're in good shape there um uh, with the the defense um we'll see if there's any changes um uh, with tremont or perhaps a balaga um Mm -hmm. if they if they draft a, a tackle in the first or second round or with one of their first couple of picks I mean, they could dra- they could cut Bulaga in June mm-hmm. after some OTAs if they feel like they're going to move forward. He's been a great Packer, too, but um, the reality is if they can save some money and, and go and improve the, def- uh, the team and other places by allocating that somewhere else, um, that's what they're going to do. So, At Wags, let's, let's move to our offensive free agent signing who's certainly the least heralded I think we we don't see as much uh, traffic on him so we also signed uh, offensive lineman Billy Turner uh, played some ball in Miami and then uh, also in in Denver here 27 year old uh, he's made uh, 25 combined starts and 40 game appearances for two teams we're paying him a pretty significant amount of money um, looking at uh, the the uh, write-ups that I've seen it sounds like he is now the second high uh, he's the second highest paid offensive of Lyman on the Packers, only behind David Bakhtiari. Um, so the question becomes, uh, he, he's played a little bit everywhere. He's played he's probably his best football at right guard and right tackle. You're not paying that guy that kind of money to be a backup. So do you see him going in as right guard day one? Are we looking at somebody who is looking to supplant Bulaga as a cut candidate? I mean, there's a lot of options here for him, and it never hurts to have good offensive linemen, but we're paying him a lot of money, and he's going to be playing on Sundays, right? I agree. I think he's the guard. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, granted, he has played some tackle, um, and that's an option. Mm -hmm. Uh, So perhaps if Bulaga gets hurt or if they cut them and they've got a a rookie coming in or someone else occupying that position and there's an injury and they need to slide them over um, that's always an option right but um, I I think there is definitely value in a guy that can play multiple positions we've seen all kinds of examples of where there's been injuries on this awesome offensive line group so let's not take that for granted Mm -hmm. we tendered some guys and bought them back I know you really love your boy Lucas Patrick Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I mean he can 
play in a pinch. I don't know that we would want him to be our starting offensive lineman all year, but uh, if he, perhaps he progresses into that at some point. Um, I'll, I'll give him that shot. Um, but that said, if if Bulaga's hurt and we've got Turner sliding over to make a spot start at tackle, mm-hmm. um, I'm fine. Patrick slid, came in and, and started a couple games last year. Absolutely. And um, we also, so and that we has tremendous... You can't underrate that. I, I get that. You look at this saying, this guy's a journeyman. Why are we paying him all this money? But uh, that is a commodity. That's a, That provides a value to the team. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, I definitely think he's the plan is that he's going to be the starting right guard. And, quite honestly, we needed to improve that position on the offensive line. Um, that was a hole for the team last year. Um, it was a problem. You know, the take solace in the fact that this was a guy that we clearly targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, the co- he must have rated out highly in in what what we're looking for to fit the Sounds new like scheme. Sounds like that's what we're doing. Um, yeah. So you know, I, 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 he may not be a name guy. Most offensive linemen aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, he must have been exactly what we were looking for because. His profile seems to fit the type of guy you'd say, well, couldn't we just sign this type of player anytime in free agency? But they targeted him. Mm -hmm. So I I have faith in in, uh, Goody, and uh, they know what they're doing, and they know what they're looking for. So there's something about Billy Turner that that they really wanted to bring him in. Absolutely. Uh, So um, for that reason, I, I... I'm excited. Uh, I, I think this is a really good offensive line, mm-hmm. and if we don't have a hole at that right guard position, look out. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's going to be a huge problem, I think, for the opposition and the rest of the league. You're right, and I, I think that tendering Lucas Patrick and also uh, Justin McCray, I mean, we've got a lot of known quantities, uh, known entities on that offensive line. This addition helps. I think the two largest takeaways I have from this first uh, week or so of free agency, uh, number one, these free agent signings have allowed for the Green Bay Packers to truly take the best player available uh, on their board uh, when, when we hit the draft and they pick at number 12. And I think number two, the Green Bay Packers are going to be an incredibly difficult team uh, to make <laughs> if you're trying to make this team this year. Uh, we, we went ahead, in addition to Lucas Patrick and McCray being tendered, we've also tendered Reggie Gilbert. Um, I saw then, of course, um, relatively recent news here. Uh, we're taping on a Sunday night. Uh, Geronimo Allison was tendered and uh, signed the deal, so Geronimo will be back. He signed that deal without even um, fielding offers from other teams. I mean, what do you think about that, Wags? I thought that was pretty darn interesting. He clearly wants to be a Packer. Yeah, and uh, I mean, why not? I, he's he's uh, got some good rapport with uh, number 12, mm-hmm. um, and he's not a burner. I mean, he, he's, he was having a pretty productive season yeah. last year before the injury. Um, and Rodgers loves him, seems to. Yeah, I, I, he wasn't going to get it. I don't think he was going to get a huge contract from anyone. Um, so... You know, um, he might be in his best situation here, and, mm-hmm. and good for him if he recognized that. Welcome back, Geronimo. Love to have you. Um, I, I think it, it definitely um, is good to have guys that want to be Packers and, and have sh- proven to be productive. Hope that he can come back healthy and mm-hmm. and, um, um, and have a, a big year. Um, it hasn't happened for him yet right. that he's put together at full season that you'd like to see. But uh, he'll cash 
Shen next season if he does this year. And I wouldn't be complaining if he does because that would mean that he had a great season. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, we, in addition to these guys that we've tendered, uh, we also have outright signed uh, Mercedes Lewis back at the tight end position. This was a guy that we talked about um, in a previous podcast, and I think that we both had him uh, relatively low uh, as chances of him coming back um, after some maybe some comments he made after the season was over. And I think we agreed uh, a few weeks ago that if he came back on a one-year deal, uh, it would be because of his familiarity with uh, with the, the Packers offense, especially uh, with our new offensive coordinator. He's a heck of a blocking tight end. The Packers seem to be trending to want to run the ball more. Um, I Looking at the deal, it's the same amount as, as he made last year and um, I'm actually I'm all right with the signing I think that he's going he was grossly underutilized last year in Mike McCarthy's offense I'm not expecting Mercedes Lewis to have 50 catches that's not going to happen but I still do think he's a big body that's going to be able to um, get a little separation in the red zone and also can just throw down some blocks Uh, what was your take on this Uh, yeah I'm not really on the same board as you this didn't make a lot of sense to me this was the one signing that I mean it's a one year deal so mm-hmm. fine whatever um, I, this was also one of those that it seemed like we could have done any time after the draft sure. if we needed to I don't think there was any other teams lining up for Mercedes Lewis's services mm-hmm. um I, yeah, he's a good blocking tight end. Um, we need that. If you have Jimmy Graham, you got to have someone that can block. Right. Um, uh, Tanyan was bought back. We, we talked about this group and weren't sure who we were going to have back. And it seems like Kendricks is probably the only one gone. Oh, we're gonna yes. Do, we're going to draft someone, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and potentially very high. Yeah, I hope so mm-hmm. because n- no disrespect to Jimmy Graham and definitely Mercedes Lewis, but um, – we need to get younger, and if we draft and invest in the position, yep. um, then we can move on from those guys next offseason, unless Graham just has a fantastic season and we decide to keep him around for the final year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense that they're kind of bridge guys this season and mm-hmm. just sort of see so that you're not relying on that rookie to come in. There's not a lot of rookie tight ends that are be able to be productive right away. Um, I'll be honest, and 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 it's actually a position that it takes usually guys two, three years to mm-hmm. to really develop, um, even if they're drafted pretty highly. So, um, so we desperately need to invest in the draft in the tight end position and um, turn over this group. Um, so ultimately, I'm okay with the fact that we've got some bridge guys, and hopefully Graham particularly mm-hmm. uh, bounces back. Um, Lewis is fine. I, I guess I just didn't really quite understand why they they signed him right right away. But um, I guess if they they feel like he's fills the need, that's fine. I, I certainly uh, um, am not going to get terribly excited sure, about sure. him. Um, but yeah, w- one other thing that I really wanted to pivot to. Dane, I'm sorry. I, I have to talk about um, about Jordy and and Randall. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I know that. There are some of you fellow Packer fans that don't have that nostalgia bug. Uh, I am guilty. I am full-on nostalgia. I totally want them to sign Mm -hmm. Jordy and Randall. But I think there's some really good 
football reasons to do it. Before I jump into that, Dane, tell me, am I crazy um, or do you agree that we should bring these guys back? You'd be crazy if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We got to bring them back. Listen, last year, the Green Bay Packers at one point had seven wide receivers, right? And I look at this roster this year. We've got Devontae Adams. We've got Gmo. We've got MVS. We're looking at uh, St. Brown, who I think is going to make a nice leap here. Uh, Moore, who, who, you know, didn't do what we were hoping he would do last year. We've got Davis, um, and then we also have Kumaro. And listen, those, those are all fine and dandy, and we've some of them I think are going to be really productive uh, for us, especially uh, I'm really high on MVS and on St. Brown. Um, but if we're looking to make a push and finish what we started, I really think that um, certainly Jordy or Cobb, but ideally both would come back for one last push. I don't expect these guys to be long-term solutions for either of them at this point in their careers, Um, but Rodgers has an incredible rapport with both of them. Randall had some injury issues last year. Jordy Nelson, of course, was in Oakland, um, but the, the offense flows really well when Aaron Rodgers has the guys he can trust, and I think that uh, having those guys in the right positions and then being able to bring in MVS and St. Brown and other young talent um, and, and mix them in as the season progresses only makes this offense better. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, here's the way I look at it. Um, most of the objections uh, to Jordy is like how old he is or whatever. I thought he had a pretty good season, all things considered, with the dumpster fire that was in Oakland last year. That quarterback play was brutal. Um, And here's the thing. Should Jordy be your number two option behind Devontae right now? No, I don't think so. Um, Perfect world we're going to see MVS take that leap and he jumps up and he's your number two option. But what if he doesn't take the Mm -hmm. leap, Dane? Mm -hmm. It's, is it possible? I I'm super high on MVS. Me too. It's only his second year. Um, It took Devante a few years to, to really develop. And, and last year was really his breakout season. I mean, he was very good the season before too, but, um, but it, there's no guarantee that MVS is ready no. um, or St. Brown. Um, we would really like to see those guys make the leap. And if they do, if you sign Jordy and Cobb, mm-hmm. Jordy and Cobb are not taking snaps away from MVS and St. Brown if those guys make the leap. Right. Um, and that's just fine uh, for where they are in their career. Um, but uh, the way I look at it is what if those guys get hurt? It's kind of similar to mm-hmm. what we were talking about like with Billy Turner or the tight end position. Um, what better insurance to have than two guys that have proven that yes. uh, that they can get the job done, especially in, in spurts? Mm-hmm. Um, have they gotten hurt quite a bit? Yeah, I, I get it. Um, are they a long-term solution? No. But until St. Brown and MVS have proven that they – can and have made that leap. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I would I want to have 
Cobb and, and Jordy there. Yes. Um, and if nothing else, they're that security blanket That's on third right. down in the red zone. That's they right. can help the team. They can help the team if, even if they're out, only out on the field for 20% of the snaps. There's enough balls to go around. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't need to be out there in their, their primary formations or, or in those, uh, you know, they may not be out there that much. If, if MBS and St. Brown make the leap, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still want to have, I, I would love to have uh, Jordy and Randall out there uh, as your backups um, uh, for some depth. Uh, I would rely on them much more than, okay, fine, you can not bring them in and then you're going to draft some seventh-round pick. Right. <laughs> They're right. not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so give uh, MBS and St. Brown and even more uh, another year to make that jump. Then if you want to move on and and uh, and don't bring Cobb or Jordy back in the next year or two, now go ahead and, and make some other picks and start to develop some some guys. I don't need to have five first or second year receivers mm-hmm. in that group. Um, I don't care if we draft a single receiver this year. Uh, I think we've got enough young guys that we're developing um, that we don't really need to bring anyone in. I know they'll probably draft at least one receiver. That, that usually always happens. I get that. But to me, I think it's a perfect opportunity to cover your bases and just make absolutely certain that if those guys don't jump up or if there's injuries, you've got some proven guys that you can rely on to get that job done. Yeah, I mean, they're just out there, right? (laughs) They're out there uh, waiting for this to happen. I mean, I... I, I ask every Packer fan who who is against uh, one of these or both of these signings uh, this. I mean, look in the mirror and ask yourself, if it's fourth down, you're telling me you don't want Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson? I mean, I, I still believe that they find a way to make it happen, and I believe that because they've done it so many times in their careers. And what I don't want to have happen is I don't want us to be sitting here doing our podcast week six this year, looking at each other and going, man, we probably should have signed Jordy and Randall. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't want that. And that's not a slight against any of these young guys. It's just that the the NFL is a, a league where you have to prove it and you have to step up. And we saw some gains uh, in some young talent, I thought last year, but if we're serious about making a Super Bowl push and we are I want to have every weapon at Aaron Rodgers disposal and that includes number 18 and number 87 yeah and again the key here is is neither of those guys are impeding on the young players ability to get on the field and develop and prove that um, that they are ready to make that jump if MVS is better than Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson mm-hmm. he's gonna play That's right. um, I mean this is a big boy business we're not the coaches aren't being nostalgic this isn't about being nostalgic no. uh, the best players are going to play um, and it, you know that could maybe he's that much better because you've got you know these professional guys that yep. know how to do the job oh my gosh he's got to beat out Jordy Nelson um, how much better is that going to make MBS every week You're right. uh, so hey, that's accountability versus oh some seventh ground pick alright you know I've, I've got this this is my job to lose no I want that to be a real competition mm-hmm. I think that makes the whole group better that makes the team better um, and I totally agree with you if we've got um, 
you know, that makes uh, Devontae so much more of a weapon. Those third and fourth downs yes. are so key. Jordy, Cobb in the seams. Um, I don't trust Graham on that play. Mm -hmm. uh, if they can just double cover Devontae, now what do we have? We've got some young guys that mm -hmm. they – Hopefully they can do the job, but we don't know for sure that they can. That's right. Um, so um, I, I know that there are, like I said, I know there's a lot of, uh, of fellow fans out there that really are on our side yeah. on this. Uh, but it seems like the biggest objection is, oh, they're just old, you know. And um, to me, that's not a very strong objection. Mm -hmm. I, I really hope that they get this figured out. That's right, and Wags, and I, I think that I think that that we've we've really touched on that. I know it's something we wanted to talk about, um, and hopefully our next podcast uh, will we, our next podcast will definitely be talking about any uh, other signings that the Packers uh, have made. I think that we'll be looking ahead to um, to potentially start to talk about the draft. But my hope is that we'll also be talking about Jordy and or Randall Cobb back in green and gold for the 2019. Season. Yeah, I mean, we might just have a, you know, a, a five-minute podcast where we just, you know, all it is is just like hugs, <laughs> hugs and tears. But anyway, Jordy, please just come back. Come and, home. And Randall, I mean, come home. Uh, we love you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, so I know it's not all up to these guys, but uh, uh, boy, oh boy, I really hope it happens. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It, it, it almost feels too perfect and too logical to do it at this point, but um, stranger things have happened. James Jones came back and had a heck of a year after being uh, out of Green Bay, and I see it being potentially similar situation with Jordy, and I, I think that um, Randall at 28 years old uh, has had some injury problems, but all the more reason that we chose, we, as you said, we just need to have bodies at the position, and what better bodies than those guys? They, yeah. They're our guys. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so I think there might be a few other moves that we'll make. There's not a lot of cap space left at this point. Um, as I said earlier, I, 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 it seems like we've got a standing offer out there for Clay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's exploring his uh, options. Uh, reportedly, the Rams are interested. They've got less cap space than we do. So um, if they uh, if they made a better offer uh, and that was what Clay wanted, he yep. probably would have already signed. So um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not super optimistic about that, but um, it seems like some of these deals might take a little bit of time to develop. So um, so I don't. No, we'll 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 get together and talk a little bit more. I think if uh if we get a, a Cobb or Jordy news, <laughs> we'll be having a pod. Yeah, we'll be having a pod. But uh, uh, but anyway, so I I really appreciate um, all of you listening and and um, um, and interacting with us. Uh, find us on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you can download us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Please uh, rate and review us. Mm -hmm. That helps us be found. Share us with your friends. Um, we're enjoying talking Packers with everyone um, and uh, really appreciate uh, you jumping on board. So thanks for listening and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.